Now in partnership with the Westport Library and Quick Center for the Arts and iTunes, it's Oh Brother, Not Another Podcast with me, Trace Burroughs. And me, Migs Burroughs. And uh, our very special guest today is the is Jen Senko, who directed me in my starring role in uh, How the Rise of, uh, I'm sorry, The Brainwashing of My Dad, uh, subtitle How the Rise of the Right-Wing Media Changed a Father and Divided Our Nation and how we can fight back. So uh, full disclosure, it wasn't a starring role. I had a five-second cameo in it, but I was very pleased to be in this movie, this documentary. Um, it's so, it's amazing where we are now. And this movie was made how long ago? Five years, more? 2016, it came out. Yeah. 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 So five years ago. And how long did, how long in the making? Um, about three, about three years, but 20 years thinking of it. No exaggeration. Oh. I have a question. Did you ever um, get exposure, like interviewed on MSNBC or CNN about this, this film? We'll see uh, about the movie. No, but actually the other night I was gobsmacked because um, I got an email from uh, MSNBC to be on the Ari Melber show. Oh. And um, I, it, you know, I had like a couple hours to get ready. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I was on, I was on there for about two minutes. <laughs> was this, how, when, when was this? Just um, was this, uh, I think it was last, last Thursday. I oh, think. cool. I, Cause I watched this show. I watched MSNBC all day practically. Yeah, I, I watch um, Ari every night, but um, I, I have to be honest, I, I was a teeny bit disappointed because um, I, I thought he was being kind of careful. Uh, mm -hmm. And he had Tim Miller on, who is great, you know, he, he's an ex-Republican. But it's kind of like, I don't know if he had him on for balance, but... I was under the impression that I was going to be asked a lot more. I gave them, you know, clips of the movie and um, like all this information. So, and actually I was, but actually I was glad it was short because um, I think I would have been too nervous oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, to answer any further questions, but. Yeah, but it's still so exciting that I was on MSNBC. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And that was great. And they talk, yeah, well, as I say, I mean, your, the movie came out like just, you know, on the cusp of the Trump, Trump era, but, but it's all, it's all there. It was all been boiling up all before that, which you captured. Yeah. I've been calling it the slow boiling coup. Oh, you have? Okay. Yeah. That, yeah. They, right. That's what's yeah. happening That's, now. Yeah. I have another favorite term for it. The period of the great bamboozle. <laughs> it sounds too friendly. Yeah, the movie sounds cute. Uh, uh, yeah, I know. There's that theory of the boiling frog. You know, if you put yeah. in boiling water, it jumps out. And you put it in room temperature water and turn up the heat. It doesn't know any. Soon enough, it's too late. It's it's already. That's us. That's us. Yeah, We're that's you and me. Are we cooked? Well, that's the thing. The, the the end of your subtitle is how we how we can fight back. Uh, is it too late to fight back? Do you think? I mean, are we fighting back? I mean, uh, 
Well, between me and you guys, uh, I could talk for an hour on this subject. <laughs> right? This this one question. I know. I hate I hate to say it, but I think I think it is too late to fight back. Mm. But that doesn't mean that we shouldn't try. And you know, I'll go down trying. I'll go it, down fighting. I, First of all, uh, I respectfully say it's there's no liberal media. I mean, it's corporate media because it's all corporate owned. There I agree. Six, I so agree. I never, ever say liberal media. I say corporate media or mm. mainstream media. So, um, but you're not the only liberal I've heard say that. And it that just shows to go you or goes to show you <laughs> that uh, I, I actually I did that. I didn't do that on purpose that the um, the power of messaging and that the right had messaging. Mm. So I always stop liberals and I say MSNBC, CNN, they may try to appeal to um, more liberal people, but there's they're not. I mean, behind them, the CEOs, you know, they care about their um, about paying taxes, not paying taxes, and you know they've got money in in the pharmaceuticals and, and the far, you know and wars and stuff like that. So there's no liberal media other than maybe some independent media outlets, you know, like Alt yeah. or Truth Out or anything like that. I but, agree, but but that's the one thing right wing <laughs> the, the, the right wing is great at, and the Democrat, the liberal world, the Democrats, whatever, aren't. Is is branding? They brand the liberal media. They brand all these things, and and I don't know what's it's so hard about. Why can't we brand them? You know, yeah. they, in, and Trump with his nicknames. Why didn't we shoot back and give him a bunch of nicknames or his people? But everybody's like too timid about it. It seems. I know it was very, very, very frustrating for me. I mean, I could see it back in the days of Clinton in the early nineties. I was like what is going on? Um, but I think that we don't, we don't do that. We didn't do them, do that for a, a few reasons. Number one, the, the right had been labeling the media as liberal since 1960. Uh, 67, when did AIM come in? Anyway, after Goldwater, mm. they made that a mission, right? Yeah. To um, intimidate, harass, and bully, and traumatize the media into bending over backwards so that they didn't appear that they were biased at all. Um, and as they say, uh, the truth has a liberal bias. So when people like Walter Cronkite were telling the truth about, um, you know, Vietnam and, um, you know, uh, and so forth, um, <clears throat> that made the Republicans look bad, but they looked bad because they were bad. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> and they didn't like that. So it's like, we have to get we have to change the media. They had this whole apparatus. I, I mean, there was a vast right-wing conspiracy. And, you know, Hillary called it back then. She was, she was right. There was. It was, you know, all set up 
um, by these oligarchs and um, mega huge corporations. Um, so, so, so that was one reason is that um, the media was, um, they, they also had, I mean, go back and say that there were, there were think tanks um, creating um, also like fake complaints as if from, from people that, oh, you're too liberal, you're too liberal, you're too liberal. So they were the, the squeaky wheel, really squeaky wheel. Then secondly, I think that um, the media, uh, like the democratic politicians, were kind of almost like abused spouses. Mm -hmm. Kind of like, oh, what did I do wrong? Yeah. Um, and I'm sorry. Um, and uh, I'll try really hard. I'll try harder. I'll try harder. I'll try harder to be like you. But it's never going to be appreciated. You know, it was like Clinton tried, you know, was kind of leaning right, you know, the glass doing away the Glass Steagall Act and the Telecommunications Act and um, the um, the crime bill and all that. And uh, Obama really thought, like, oh, I can do this because I did it at Harvard. I can unite people. No, they, you were never, ever, mm. ever going to win them over it wouldn't matter if you turned into one of them if you still had the label democrat <laughs> you were not going to win them over so uh and then i think that there's a third re reason i think that the democrats you know it's kind of like they try and do the right thing to a fault you yeah. know like when michelle obama said when they go low, we go high. Uh-uh. No. You know why? It's because it's a different playing field. And, and Newt Gingrich made it clear that it was going to be a different playing field. It was a street it's fight. War. And then when there's war, there are different rules of engagement. And, um, you know, we could lose our country because we're, we're respecting free speech um, and we're respecting, um, we're, not, we're not fighting back the way they fight. No, the, the Democrats are always bringing water balloons to a street fight, you know, and, and the, other, the other side, you know, the, you know, bring knives and guns and whatever. But anyway, but what's, some people may not even know what we're talking about. Your, your, <laughs> your, your movie is The Brainwashing of My Dad, which is this wonderful documentary, an amazing documentary about how right-wing media changed your father into kind of a right-wing uh, follower, right? And and was a traumatized your family. And, uh, and then there's a book. Now there's a book out, right? And is the book kind of a, a making of book or how is it a companion piece? No. Um... Um, this kind of ties into um, the first question, but I made a book because I felt like I was running around screaming with my hair on fire, you know, and that's why I made the movie. And I thought, oh, I can save the world now because I just made this movie and everybody will see it and they'll understand there's, you know, this, the right and oligarchs are taking over and getting all these people to vote against their own interests. But I, so eventually I thought, well, who did I see on 
these shows, news shows, or uh, who did I hear on NPR? It would be those who wrote a book. <laughs> so oh, yeah. I said, I'm going to write a book. But then I filled the book with my, I, I have a brilliant editor. And she said, when we were first doing the movie, she said, Jen, put everything in that you want in the movie, okay? Well, I said, but Carla, that would be a three-hour movie. <laughs> she said, that's okay. Get it like that. And then we bring it down. You know, we okay. chisel it down. So what the book is, is not only the three-hour movie, but it um, catches up. Um, it, it brings us a oh, little... Uh, there's an, ep like an epilogue. Any... any yeah. Any thought of a follow-up, but any, any, well, you're, you've made documentary films before this, right? I mean, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So are you going to go off in another direction, do you think, or? Well, I think for the next year, I'm going to be, um, you know, pushing the book out because the book says mm -hmm. everything and just doing interviews and speaking out where I can. And, um, um, I, I, the other day I did it. I'm finding these groups now that finally are focused on media. Okay, so yesterday, no, yesterday, I, I'm totally losing track of time. Uh, Tuesday, I was with this um, grassroots, direct, grassroots direct action group called Rise and Resist, and we went in front of um, Fox News um, in New York and with my book and um, people could earn a, a signed copy of the book if they read a passage out loud <laughs> they held the sign. Oh, cool. so, That's a good idea. Um, we, we did that. It was tremendous fun. And Kala, uh, my editor, just made a, a, a three-minute movie about it. So we're going to post that on, on YouTube and, um, and probably Facebook. Um, but I forget the other thing I was going to say. What What did you ask me again? Oh, Trace, did you have a question? Yeah, yeah. have you oh, ever what been... else I'm going to do? Oh, yeah. Oh. So I'm taking care of my 101-year-old mother. I live in New, New Jersey. She's kind of like the hero of the of the you, movie. Mm -hmm. So I thought I, I was the hero. <laughs> I thought I was. <laughs> Remember you came down? That was so cool. <laughs> I think you discovered you were in the movie, right? It, yeah, no, it was great. Well, you had asked permission. I didn't know who, you know, it was one of those things out of the blue. And it's like, sure, use yeah. whatever you want. I didn't know it was a real movie or who you were. And then then you invited me to to the premiere, you know, and in the yeah. down in the village or wherever it was. And yeah, it was really great fun. And I had one of my college girlfriend, ex-college girlfriends came down and, and videotaped us talking. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, that was great that you were there. Yeah. Again, Kala found that. Oh. She found that. Yeah. Have you ever been interviewed by, um, un unquote, the right wing me media? No, I'm scared. Oh. Have you been asked? Um, I think in the beginning... Um, when the movie first came out, but my producers, um, like Adam Rakoff, they, they were trying to protect me because they didn't, they didn't want me to be like, you know, in a, get 
caught in a gotcha thing. And, well, you've got to be prepared, like, and be strong and steal up and have yeah. a whole rehearse in your head how you're going to respond to their crazy yeah. accusations. Yeah. But beyond that, you'd probably get death threats and, you know. Yeah, and, exactly. And, yeah. You know, so. Yeah. So right now it's just getting the word out because people say, aren't you preaching to the choir? It's like, well, the choir has to wake up. Yeah. Yeah, the choir has to get out of the boiling pot because it's fucking boiling. This is, oh, let me add one, one more com comment here. Totally fine. When, when I hear Democrats talk about these issues, and it's nonstop, I'm making, I'm going insane, by the way, on all this. <laughs> and I have to watch old, like, reruns of Friends. <laughs> like, but the thing is... Um, watch, oh, you got to try The Bachelor and The Bachelor. Oh, The Bachelor, Bachelorette. Yeah, yeah seriously. Uh, but I, no politician, it's a, uh, um, Senator Sanders said once while he was campaigning back several years ago that I want you to go and contact your representatives. I believe the population is so ignorant about civics and education that you have to tell them this is what you do. Now, I just recently watching Ari and all those other shows, these these reps get on, these senators, and they say all spout all this stuff, but they don't say call to action. I want everyone listening to my voice to go and co contact a representative. And this is where you find their contact information. You go to this site, but they just assume that people know this and they don't know this. And this is, again, the go circle no. back in i think the democrats are kind of as well complicit about the poor education i mean this should have been going on you know back 20 years ago when jay leno used to have a thing on the street and he'd say like tell me what's the civil war and someone would say i don't know does that have to do with kim kardashian or you know whatever yeah. and they had no and right recently it's gotten worse and bill Maher said something someone asked someone on the street like who's the first person to walk on the sun and, yeah. and, they, <laughs> and they came up with some yeah. crazy ass you know thing so yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I heard that one the yeah. education system is so beyond you i don't think we can wrap you know we have a decent education here in fairfield county oh. but i don't i don't think people can wrap their mind around how dopey and dumb the american public are sorry whoever's listening <laughs> you probably won't think you're part of that <laughs> yeah, that's intentional yeah i know it is i know it's for democrats it's it's the more educated people that go to college, and um, well, right why didn't now, they promote education back in the like K through twelve should be teaching civics, critical thinking, science. Uh, they can do this. I know states have the power over this, but with uh, financial incentives, they can do this. And and I don't think they had the will either because I don't think they want an intelligent public either. Quite yeah, well, that's this could be part of it. Yeah. Have you have you ever been have you ever been on uh, at Bill Maher or have you guys approached Bill? You know, um... we've tried even uh, Matthew Bodine, yeah. uh, the co-narrator and one of the producers. He he tried he tried he goes Bill Bill Maher changed his phone number. <laughs> I don't know why Bill Maher won't have me on. Oh, I mean, yeah. I'm kind of relieved because I'd probably be nervous, but. Um, he should have me on. <laughs> Absolutely, no. It's his movie. <laughs> it's, it's, well, anyway, I um, no. It's a wonderful movie, and uh, how do you? Well, you, well, and also love the poster. Bill Plimpton, the cart wonderful cartoonist, did your poster, which I have a signed copy of. So, it's, did uh, you get source books to send you a digital copy of the book? No. Oh. No, no, I didn't get get that. Oh. Yeah. 
You should ask so I, her. So I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, I'm sorry, I can't reference it, but I know. Okay, yeah. I will. But um, so yeah, what well, and then just the filmmaking part of it because we're both Trace has made films, um, and and I do a little, you know, stuff for YouTube and but occasionally. But uh, so did you go to film school? And did you actually look? Did you learn, did you apply what you learned to their documentary? Or is it one of those things where you learn, like, what were they talking about? This has nothing, you know, did your education help you? Um, I, I went to Pratt. Um, oh, I did. Okay. I, I studied um, communications, but, you know, I started out as a painter and fashion illustration and then ended oh. up in, um, like, doing presentation work, you know, for corporations, but all of that. And, and so I didn't go to film school, but I found that when I studied something in particular, it restricted me too much. So I just kind of learned on my own, like I would volunteer and, on films and do anything. Mm. Um, and I would do any, anything they asked so people, I started producing little shorts for the people I would work with. Like when you work in a presentation center uh, in a corporation, almost everybody in that presentation center is like an artist or a writer or an actor or something like that. So you got people that are making films. So I had the opportunity to learn and I would just ask people. I'm really good at asking people questions, probably annoyingly so. Yeah, that, well, that's you. <laughs> But did you know Matthew Modine from before? Or you kind of recruited him from somewhere? Oh, I always admired him. Yeah. I, like, psyched. Um, what happened is, um, I see Adam Rakoff and Matthew Modine, they are a, a team. They have a, a production company called Cinco Dedos de Policulus. And um, <laughs> it's easy to it's remember. <laughs> <laughs> and um, they. Um, they, they both would, they volunteered their time. Well, Adam would get paid, but they worked for Bill. They would do stuff for Bill Plimpton. You know, maybe oh. Matthew would do a voice and Adam would help him run Kickstarter campaigns or, you know, whatever. And so um, when Bill, when I was running my Kickstarter campaign, uh, Bill was running his. And uh, somebody suggested that, I asked Bill if Adam could mention our Kickstarter campaign. And so then he, of course, had to go to the site and checked out the, the trailer. And then um, the next thing I know, he, he and Matthew want to be involved because I think Matthew recognized back then the, the dire direction that the country was going in. If, mm. It wasn't, you know. Well, I'm gonna, so that's, that's how that happened. Yeah. Well, I'm going to, and afterwards, post, I'll put up the poster so people can see what we're talking about. But it's a wonderful poster of a frightened, bulging eyed, apparently your father is only sitting in a chair holding a remote, and the elephant, the Republican the GOP elephant, is shooting, you know, lasers through his brain. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Bill has a sick mind and a great. <laughs> 
so the next, uh, oh, I'm sorry. Did we ever get to, wait, did you have another move? Oh, you're getting through the book first, but do you, do you percolate yeah. things percolating for another documentary? Uh, you know, I have to feel passionate towards it. I, I have to wait till I'm moved. Um, people keep saying, well, what about part two, part three? I just feel like this is still my passion right now. Mm. And I, I have to focus on this. And so I'm like more like yeah. slid into activism. So that's what I'm doing. There might be another time. I did actually start an, another little documentary called The Observity of the Lawn. Of the Lawn? Of the Lawn. Yeah. Oh. Um, L-A-W-N or L-O-I-N? Okay. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> L-A-W-N. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> Which was um, about, because I would visit my parents in the suburbs and I would see like, like, a, like here, I'm, I'm at my mom's senior community mm. and they waste so much water just to keep this green stuff. Oh, yeah. And then people are always cutting it and then they put poison in the earth and then like, lakes get poisoned and and animals die and uh, i just i just it just suddenly struck me as absurd like that you know you got these like men in their 50s and 60s like out there sweating you know yeah. with a lawnmower you know for what like grow a garden or something so um That's... i started interviewing uh people you know like like in those communities, like why is the lawn important to you? Mm. And I found some other people that were not, did not have a typical lawn, but were growing things that were like indigenous to the area, you know, wildflowers or gardens or, you know, something like that. So I started that. Maybe I'll go back to that someday, but it's probably too late for that anyhow, too. How about for a title, Lawn Order? <laughs> boom boom <laughs> chunk chunk <laughs> how's your is your dad still alive he passed away the year the movie came out they had nothing to do with each other he yeah okay yeah not to see the movie and he was but he saw, so he saw it and it was he was okay i mean is that was that a hurdle to get your family on board to be able to sort of tell that tale no <laughs> no I, I think my dad thought he was fascinating so mm. there was he just he the only time he minded the camera was if he was eating hmm. you know but uh no he was um proud of me Oh, so he never argued with you like you're crazy you don't know you're, you know like well, he converted like, right I mean not converted he kind of settled back he, he yeah. kind of yeah, but that was because his the media that he had was taken away. And that proves another point that I try yeah. to show in, in my book and in my movie that like I get all these people on Twitter that say, Oh, these people that watch Fox and listen to Breitbart and all this, they they're drawn to because that's the way they were. I'm like not necessarily maybe some yeah but no people really can change and they really you know like people in a cult right 
Yeah. Yeah. Change. I mean, you have people that convert to Judaism, people convert to Catholicism. Why is it so hard to imagine that information going in and out, the same information going out in that's what brainwashing is. So, well, the, yeah. and, and corporate nobody makes. The, I've never heard anyone make the parallel. That it, it, you know, corporations spend billions of dollars to brainwash you into running out and buying their cereal or their or their yeah. vodka or their cigarette or their car. That's what it's in. It's repetitive. It's incessant. It's panders to your you know, visual pleasure and all this stuff. And that's what it is. And that's, yeah. And, and I mean, they wouldn't be spending billions yeah. a year if, if they thought it had no effect. Uh, it, absolutely. So it's the same principle, but yeah. And somebody, you know, they've applied it to politics and the right wing has done it a lot better than and, the other. And, and that's where education comes in. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, my daughter, Pavia had a class at Barlow where they taught them about commercials and how it's manipulative. This is back in elementary school. Mm. This is the kind of thing they should be teaching like in every classroom in the country. Yeah. So people can critically think and look at these campaigns and information and decide, make more intelligent appraisals of what they're saying. It was a book in when I was, I was in school, I was probably 12, 13, I don't know, it wasn't even high school, it was a junior high school, Vance Packard called The Hidden Persuaders. Oh, yeah, that was my favorite book, like, and for that, decades. I mean, this yeah. goes way, we're talking 50 years ago. Yeah. I invest, you know, did a whole book on how uh, advertisements, print, and then was, was probably more prevalent even than TV commercials, affected our minds and our, and the way we behave. Yeah. The Hidden Persuaders. Yeah. Colors, everything, yeah. So. What's the name of the author? That Vance Packard. V-A, V as in Victor, Vance, Packard, like the car. Yeah, that was one of the most important. I remember reading yeah. that, and I went to junior high, and for that was like, everyone should be reading this book. Yeah, yeah subliminal messaging, not not even the technical kind, just subliminal stuff of the way we're, the people, the way things were spoken and the words, way. Colors, colors, shapes of packaging. Um, and, and it was, it was, yeah, it was a revelation. And oh, it was, wow. Yeah. Me, when, you, when you go to art school, you kind of learn that too. Yeah. You know, because you're trying to be persuade, persuasive or affect, affect people. Sure. But in your personal art, that's one thing. But if you're trying to sell, you know, uh, cigarettes to minors, vapes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Va vaping yeah. to minors, yeah, it's a different story. But yeah. Um, oh, what a world. But, and what are we going to do? You know, I mean, they take this and like, sorry, I don't want to make, make a joke when I'm done. So this is like <laughs> such a bummer, but like, like QAnon, they're in 80 countries now with that crazy conspiracy theories that Democrats, you know, are cannibals and they're pedophiles at the same time. And nobody balanced thinks, hears these things and balances out. Like how many cannibals do you think there are in the world and how many pedophiles? And what's the chance of a pedophile also being a cannibal or vice versa? And they don't the cannibal thing pardon i hadn't heard the cannibal yeah yeah they eat babies right? yeah yeah well there was that whole thing of hillary clinton and, and the pizza parlor in new york you heard that thing didn't you where she was a pedophile the pedophile ring yeah but yeah there was can these republicans are coming out i mean they're all they're all just you're discovering they're all pedophiles yeah, <laughs> yeah they're the well usually <laughs> that's that was discovered to be a pedophile I mean, 
It's it's maybe one or two compared to like a dozen I could think of. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, it's always, you know, projecting onto the other, you know, taking attention yeah, to themselves. Exactly. That's a tactic. Accuse them first. It's a it's a yeah. Goebbels uh, special. Oh, is it? Okay. That's where it originated. Yeah, it's amazing how far back these principles go of manipulation and uh and the brainwashing, of course, is a war technique, but uh, yeah, it's repetition, repetition, repetition. And um, well, uh, any any last uh, things you want to put out there about what's going on with you or where you can be seen or heard or brain? What's well, the, the brainwashing of my is the website. Right. And um, I, I want to ask Trace, where would where would you go? OK, like, let's say Donald Trump. Donald Trump becomes president for life. Um, I, I don't know if I could. <laughs> I don't know if I could live here. Yeah. So I think like, where would I go? This I'm is a good like, question. I was almost going to ask you this something similar. Um, where would I go? I would go, you know, like to Europe. Like there's a lot of cool cities, Amsterdam and there's Portugal. And, you know, I would check out their politics and stuff. But I'd probably go to Europe, one of those European cities, Barcelona or something. Yeah, Canada, Canada's close too. I mean, you know, they're yeah, not, I don't think they're on and the. With global warming, it won't be so cold. Yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. they're right. You have to bring, bring your puffy jacket. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I have got a couple other things I just want to say. If you yeah, please. Uh, um, I just wanted to say that there are some groups that uh, people, if they if they want to help, and they must help. If you like your way of life, speak now or forever hold your peace. Right, because, yeah. Uh, so um, there's uh, Sue Wilson of Media Action Center. has a very good list of things you can do on her website called suewilsonreports.com. Okay. And, um, she's amazing. She just wrote a report to, uh, to the FCC. Um, and then there's, see, I used to feel alone, but now I'm, I'm kind of happy that now there's these little groups and they're mm. just seedlings, but hopefully that's why I'm trying to bring attention to them. There's another group, um, called DDAD, DDAD, Defenders of Democracy Against Disinformation. And their site is called stopdisinformation.org. You can't Google them because you're kind of trying to keep a, sort of a low profile. Oh, okay. You can actually go to their website. The website stop it, disinformation for. And and um <clears throat> so they're really organized. These people like organize the way I, I never could. Mm. They've got three campaigns just right now that they're starting with. One is called Change the Channel. And it's mm. a nationwide effort to ask public places to kindly change the channel from Fox to anything. Oh, else. yeah. I hate that yeah. when it's on in the gym. Oh, Same. Yeah. I see it everywhere. Yeah. yeah. So if you go to their website, they mm. actually have videos and examples of sometimes it's hard to say something like examples of what you could say in situations that mm. you might run across and then and then leave behind. You could print out and cut out and put together. So, um, and then they're going to have an interactive map that you can put on your phone. And, and when you ask a place, you know, you just hit, you know, you enter that place and then the map hopefully will get it to light up all over. Isn't that mm, cool? Yeah. Yeah. 
And then the other one is Fix Fox Now, which is <laughs> a lot of them are um, sh uh, bought sh their shareholders in Fox. Uh, so they're there and uh, a vote is coming up soon. So it's a shareholder resolution to ask Fox to register as a public benefit media corporation, public benefit. Benefit what does that mean? And this would put obligation for truth over profit. Like right now, you know, it's profit. Then the other one, I, I don't want to take up all your time, but $2 for truth campaign. It's a little civil disobedience. Um, <laughs> you switch to any non-auto pay method and subtract the $2 that goes to Fox um, uh, every month or you can just cut the cable cord. So, you know, that's how they make 60% of their oh. They They don't make it that much from the advertising. They, they got all these great deals together and they charge $2 a month. Okay, and then I just have just a couple mm. more. Great, uh, important. Rise and Resist, um, that was um, what I did uh, uh, last Tuesday. Oh my God, what day is it today? Uh, I can't remember whether it was this Tuesday or last Tuesday. COVID brain, yeah, we all have. <laughs> um, but um, every Tuesday they are in front of a Fox station, like broadcasting station and in New York, and they have all these signs like Fox lies, Fox divides America, Fox hurts families, Fox kills. So um, they're a really good group. And then another, one last one, um, it's, I think it's called Blue Wave Brigade. And I'm just finding out about that, but they are really awesome. And, you know, I go on all these Zooms and, and um, learn and participate where I can. That's what I do now. What was that called? Blue Wave for, I didn't hear that. Blue Wave Brigade. Yeah. Um, and then, um, yeah, buy my book, please. Yes. <laughs> Your audience. <laughs> Same, and look and rent the movie or buy the movie with the brainwashing of my dad. Yeah, they, it's uh, streaming in a lot of places or they can email me if they still do DVDs and want a DVD. But, um, you know, if they go to the website, they can figure out how to buy the book um, from independent media. They don't have to go to Amazon. And mm -hmm. then, you know, they can stream the movie from all these other places as well. Yeah. Excellent. Thank you. Let's hope for the best. Yeah. Thanks so much, Jen. Yeah. Well, you're welcome. Appreciate your time. Thanks. Yeah. Bye. Good to be with you. Bye. Yeah.